You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, 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 blue this, this is the pod, is the for, pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, let's talk about it. So we'll talk about all those other subjects. Let's begin with the Knicks. They blew a 17-point lead at home to drop a heartbreaker to the Milwaukee Bucks Monday night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the Knicks led by 16 points with 2 minutes and 25 seconds left to play in the third. When the Bucks stormed back, they finished with a 13-2 run uh, to end that third quarter and then end up retaking the lead in the fourth quarter. A seesaw battle in the fourth kind of was culminated with a, a, a three-point barrage by Drew Holiday, who caught fire late. He had some huge shots to keep the Bucks ahead. The Knicks did get a career-high 44 points from point guard Jalen Brunson, but that was not enough to overcome several fourth-quarter mishaps. So this uh, loss, as I said before, snaps New York's four-game Win streak. So, uh, Tommy, let's start it with um, the, the the closing of the game or the lack thereof. Why do the Knicks continue to struggle closing these games out? And what did you see from last night that particularly plagued them? Yeah. So, uh, about three minutes, 15 seconds left in the third quarter. Um, IQ uh, is in the uh, top of the key, knocks down a three-pointer. Knicks were up 73 to 58. Um, you know, it seemed like they were in really good shape, had a good opportunity to obviously extend the, the win streak to five games. At that point, three minutes left in the third quarter, Bucks had hit just eight of their first 28 three-point attempts in the game. Um, over the final 15 minutes of that contest, they shot 11 for 21 from behind the arc. Um, they dished out 11 assists versus committing just one one turnover and outscored New York 53 to 34 over the final 15 minutes. Um, so, yes. It was ugly, and it's a lot of the themes that that have kind of plagued the Knicks this season in those close games. Um, stagnation offensively, a little bit too much ISO. Um, to their credit, the, and I obviously have to give the Bucks a lot of credit here. They hit a lot mm-hmm. of contested threes. They also did a good job um, of taking the ball out of Brunson's hands when possible in the in the in the final quarter. Um, even despite that, um, he put up again incredible numbers: fifteen points in the final five minutes of the game. Um, but the Knicks ran into trouble when they ran into doubles and trapped them and forced Julius Randle to 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 make decisions in the fourth quarter, um, which has been a recipe for disaster. For for the Knicks, and uh, we saw much of that um, rear its ugly head. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I, th- I think you obviously give a lot of credit to the Bucks, but there's also some mistakes that the Knicks made as well, and and I think that uh, frustrated you just a little bit, EJ. Oh, yeah, to say the least. Look, I, I, when it comes to this game, I, I know Julius Randle, he, he started extremely poorly shooting the ball. He ended up shooting, he, and he finished poorly, but, I mean, he couldn't buy a shot for like the whole first half. He ended up shooting 9 for 29. Uh, one for 12 from three. And so not a good shooting performance. I don't put much of this on him. Um, I thought he defensively, he was outstanding against Giannis. 
He battled him. I, I, he got way more time on Giannis than I expected. I really thought we'd see Mitch get more time. Uh, Julius taking that taking that challenge and uh, keeping Giannis to a relatively um, pedestrian stat line for him. Twenty two and ten is pedestrian for him, not for most guys, obviously. Uh, I, I you know I can't fault Julius. I know he didn't. He had some turnovers. He had some uh, poor shot selection, but he was battling on the defensive end. Uh, he gave a, def- a championship defensive effort, so I can't say anything about him. Brunson, outstanding. Quickly, outstanding. Uh, so, for me, I know this is a game about players, but this feels like one of the first losses in a while. And maybe, not in a while, but maybe in a short, in this short era, this short uh, span of games where it really feels like this game was lost on the, at, at the coach. It feels like Tom Thibodeau really cost this team this game. And, and there are multiple multitude of reasons why. Number one, you start the game. Uh, we're figuring out what's the rotation going to be. Are you going to go to 10? If you're going to go to nine, who comes out? He decides to go with Hardenstein instead of uh, Sims when Obi Toppin returns. Um, Hardenstein goes 0 for 6. He had maybe the turning point of the game when he missed three straight layups around the basket in the third quarter. They were up, I think, 14 or 15 at that time. Uh, and, and it just seemed like he kind of took the air out of the momentum of that game. Like I tweeted in the third quarter watching this game. You see the Bucks are lagging. They look tired. And I'm like, the Knicks, this team is primed to be run out of the gym. Like they look like they were ready to kind of give the game up because the Knicks have played played them so hard. I thought their energy level uh, for really the entire game was was outstanding. And Hardenstein goes, he, he misses three layups right at the basket. Two of them were air balls, and it kind of just sucked the life out of the team. So Hardenstein for Sims, terrible move by Tibbs. Um, fourth quarter, we have Evan Fournier playing eight minutes, eight minutes. In the fourth quarter, he played 15 minutes for the entire game. Half of his minutes came at the most crucial time, and it's not an accident that in those in that fourth quarter, which was the most Fournier played throughout the game, Knicks gave up 38 points. Uh, other quarters, 22, 24, 27. Fournier's out there for most of the fourth quarter. They give up a million points in the fourth quarter. You think there's a correlation there? I think there is. Um, and And to stay on the Fournier point, the defensive principles and the lack of adjustment from this coach also maddening, maddening, because you see uh, Julius really handling Giannis and showing the ability to guard him one-on-one at times. But instead of allowing him to stay on Giannis to at least see what could happen or maybe adjust if Giannis starts to get it rolling, they're still doing these crazy defensive principles. One play where, you know, Fournier's in the corner and Giannis is posted on the right block and he's telling Fournier to double Giannis from the opposite corner. Giannis finds a guy, I think it was Conanton, wide open, easy, just easy. Expecting Fournier, who, you know, is slow as molasses, to run from the opposite block to the other corner to a three-point shooter's ready to shoot is asinine. And there were so many just breakdowns defensively that I didn't think were on the players. I felt like they were playing hard. It just seemed like Milwaukee just out-schemed the Knicks defensively and put the Knicks in terrible position, which is why we saw that three-point barrage happen. There was no adjustments from the head coach. The Knicks can't execute anything in a game late in the fourth quarter. Anything. They can't execute substitutions. This is a weird thing where they try to get out, take out Fournier, and then they took out Mitch, and they actually wanted to keep Mitch in, or it was the other way around, whatever it was. They can't execute substitutions. They can't execute fouling. How do you not know how to not to foul after you score when you're up down two? Tibbs doesn't seem to tell anybody. Nobody seems to understand. They go out there, they get a layup, and they put them back up four. Like, the fact that this team can't execute anything late in games is an indictment on a head coach. And if this was a guy who in his first year or who's a younger coach, I can understand it a little more. 
But to see this three years in and your team can't execute anything late in games, it's like, Tommy, you watch other teams play, whether it's these Nick games, you watch other teams just around the league. And you see they usually save their best execution for late in games. You saw that from the bus last night. The shot they were able to get, the quality of shots. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. How is that the Knicks have their worst execution to end games? And it doesn't matter if it's a win or a loss. That's why I'm getting on them right now, because it doesn't matter if they would have won this game. They saved their worst execution for late in games. They can't substitute. They can't rotate correctly. They can't get open shots correctly. They can't do anything. And it's and it's maddening because we'll have people will say, well, you still got to give them credit because they have three, they're three games above 500. So what? So what? They lost a game they absolutely should have won because they got outcoached. And I'm saying the same sorry song for the last three years. And it, 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 last night, I know there have been a lot of bad losses. That was the most frustrating one by far. Because any coach who had any kind of foresight or any kind of you know feel for a game would have made adjustments. You would have pulled Hartenstein the minute he was giving you nothing in the first half. You would have... Tugging, you would have yanked Fournier off the floor as soon as the Bucks are hitting those threes instead of waiting for a dead ball to happen, which didn't happen for a while, so that Quentin Grimes couldn't get into the game. Like, there were so many mistakes where he just looks like he's just comatose on the sideline, and it, it, it cost him this game. So, yeah, I'm very upset. I'm raging right now. I thought I'd be cooler-headed after uh, a night of sleep, but that has not happened, and, and Thibodeau was a disaster last night. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, um, I'm not as down on Tibbs after this one, I, I, but I definitely will agree with you on a, on a couple points. Um, one, the Hardenstein. Um, he's got to get benched. At, at this stage of the game, we've seen enough now where he doesn't, he should not be part of the Knicks rotation going forward. Um, you mentioned it. Um, we were curious if Obi did return, um, which in fact he did, what would happen with the rotation? Would they go to 10? Would they cut it down to nine? Went down to nine. Jericho Sims, it turns out, was the odd man out. Um, dug into some numbers this morning, um, going back to the week before Christmas. So we'll go back. It, it's 10 games. Um, over the next past 10 games, Hardenstein has the worst plus minus on the team by far. Knicks have been outscored by 53 points in the 154 minutes Hardenstein has been on the floor. Um, in contrast, uh, Mitchell Robinson is plus 62 during the same 10-game stretch. That just goes to show you um, when the Knicks take out Robinson and put in Hardenstein, the, the, the downgrade they have, especially on the defensive end. Um, yeah. uh, the uh, Let's see here. Where did I put those numbers? Um, as, uh, the, the defensive efficiency, they're allowing nearly 120 points per game, um, with Hartenstein on the floor, uh, 124.4 points per 100 possessions with Hartenstein on the floor. Um, yep. those, those numbers come down to 110 per 100 possessions when he's on the bench. Um, so yeah, it just, it, it, it really is remarkable, um, the, the, the how, how, uh, inefficient, and, and how um, anti-productive, um, you know, just Hartenstein has been. 
Um, it's time to give him a rest, whether that's Tibbs not using him correctly, whether right. there's, you know, we, we heard about some nagging injuries early in the year, um, whether that's impacting him more than we might know. Um, whatever the case is, Hardenstein hasn't earned minutes. Tibbs has talked since the moment he walked through the door. you got to earn your playing time, et cetera. Hardenstein has not done that. Um, and I'll be the first to admit, I thought Hardenstein was a great signing this offseason. Um, mm-hmm. But for again, for whatever reason, it's not working take him out of the lineup, whether that's three games or three weeks, um, whatever the case might be, give Jericho Sims those backup minutes. Um, let Obi get in, you know, he'll get some more minutes um, as, as he kind of gets his legs underneath him. Um, and, and same with Fournier. Um, it could be he, this, that may have been the last eight minutes. You know, you mentioned eight minutes, the fourth quarter, that may have been the last eight minutes Fournier plays for the next, maybe the season, maybe in his mm-hmm. next career. Cause it sounds like RJ Barrett is very close to returning. Tim said that yesterday. Um, it sounds like he's going to practice uh, Tuesday this afternoon. See how you know he how he responds and potentially return to the lineup uh, Wednesday night versus the Pacers. Um, and if he does, we can safely assume that Fournier will be um, sent back to the bench, and and obviously RJ will will see those minutes. Um, so, but be uh, and the Fournier thing is frustrating because it's very clear that 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 when where when and where the Knicks have had success and they've established an identity, and that's as defensive team, and that's kind of been their backbone. And when they defend, they give themselves a chance to win, um, and they have one more often than not, as we've talked about, you know under 110 points, the record. Um, So they need to do a better job defensively. And Fournier is just obviously not the guy for that at this stage of his career. Yeah. And, 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 and the reason why I put that on Tibbs is because if you know, you have a poor defender out there, why he's out there. You, I don't know. I, no one can answer that question, but you have him out there for that long. You would think, okay, we may have to adjust the defensive principles and central strategy while he's out there because we know there are certain rotations that are going to kill us. And uh the Bucks, like people watch games sometimes and think that like things just kind of happen and like, oh, the Bucks are just good and they just got those shots because you know they just happen to get those shots. Like, no, they scheme those shots, they know exactly what they're doing. So they're putting Giannis in a certain position and clearing out one side of the of the of the, of the court, and they're putting a guy that Fournier is guarding in a certain spot. That's not by accident. Like they're doing this on purpose and there's no substitution to adjust that for that. There's no uh, change in the strategy to adjust for that. They just keep doing the same thing thinking, Oh, well Grimes did it correctly. So Fournier should be able to do it correctly as well. Like there's no, there's no foresight. I always say my biggest issue with this guy, he coaches the game he prepared for and not the game that's being played. And too often we watch games where teams make adjustments or teams uh, do things specifically because of how the Knicks play against them. And the Knicks have zero answer for how to adjust to it if it's not going correctly. And the Knicks had two and a half quarters where, or almost full three quarters, really, where uh, what they were doing was great. And yeah, it was because Evan Fournier played only seven minutes <laughs> in those 30 whatever minutes that I played, where everything looked great. And then in the game where you know the execution is going to be much tighter, teams going to be much more in their P's and Q's, uh, the Knicks continue to kind of have, again, their worst execution at these moments. Even something as simple as end of the game, you're trying to get a steal or a foul. Evan Fournier is still on the court. I'm sorry. We just had a game a couple of nights ago where Deuce McBride helped cause a five-second violation because they couldn't get the ball inbounds. Like, that's the kind of stuff I talk about when I say, when I watch Tips and I say, is he awake? Because sometimes I see him do the right thing. You're like, okay, that was a great substitution there. And sometimes he's watching the game and it's just like, oh, this guy's been playing, so I'm just going to keep him out there. And it's like, are you actually coaching or are you just – playing 2k you're just simming the game and kind of just seeing what happens at the end 
Like the way he coaches sometimes, I really do feel that way. And uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's tough because like if Knicks win that game, now you're at a five game winning streak. You have this big matchup against Indiana and you start to feel like, okay, we really have something going here. Like I watched that first three quarters and <laughs> sometimes you watch a game. And it's like, I've learned now not to tweet things immediately because you never know how things are going to end. But I watched, we went through the quarter, third quarter. And I'm like, the Knicks look like a good team. Like they look like a good team. Like they look like they have multiple guys that can score. Uh, they look like they could really guard you. Like the Bucks were having hell trying to guard these guys. Like they were having, they were having problems defensively. They were having problems offensively. They just, they just looked very uncomfortable, and it didn't look like a fluke. Sometimes you have games like, oh yeah, this team caught a team at the right moment, just like the Bucks when they lost by like fifty to the uh, to the Hornets, whatever that was. Like you have some games, okay, catch team on the right night, you no, know, you know, wrong place, wrong time, and whatever. Like that game felt like, oh, this is Knicks look like a good team. Like they look like they could play with a lot of good teams, and not that they're going to beat all these teams, but they could they could blow out a team like the Bucks on a right night. And the fact that I felt that way through the third quarter, and then somehow. This game ended in a loss. is it, is crazy. It's still it's still unbelievable to me. Yeah, uh, to your point, Knicks net rating um, far better in the first half. In the second quarter, in particular, it's plus five point seven. Knicks net rating this season in the fourth quarter is minus one point nine. Um, that's that's bottom third of of the NBA um, in in terms of fourth quarter net rating. So um, yes, they, it, it is frustrating when you see the team develop this lead. And then abandon those principles that helped them to de- develop the lead, and it, and it results in a loss. I do, I do want to, I do want to. I know I've been uh, uh, negative, EJ here, um, but I do want to highlight how great Jalen Brunson was in this game. I, I, I know I, it's it's unfortunate that his his best game of the season arguably came in a loss, but um, man, I mean, even as the Knicks were blowing it, it still felt like he may pull it out. That's how good he was. Um, down the stretch and you think of the caliber of defenders he was going up against whether it was carter whether it was holiday the fact that he put up those numbers against those guys and um a lot of them down the stretch like it, you know when, when the game got tight it was essentially brunson versus the bucks really late uh, incredible 18 points in the first quarter that's a that's a career high for brunson F- got three fouls early fouls on holiday which took him out of his rhythm obviously took him out of the game in the first quarter took him out of his rhythm completely um he was a non-factor until the final three minutes when he caught fire and showed yeah. why he's a champion and, and why he's one of the best two-way point guards in the nba um but yes uh, you really can't say enough about brunson last three games uh dude is averaging 36 points 6.3 rebounds six assists uh, 3.3 made threes while shooting 54% from the floor, 44% from downtown, 80% from the charity stripe. Um, one of the one of the few flaws, I guess you could say, he had coming into the season was his pull up three pointers, and you you know kind of worried about. He knocked out a few more of those. Uh, came into it as a 30% career th- uh, three point shooter on pull up threes, um, up up over 40% on those shots this season. Just just when you think you know, and then uh, obviously started out the game well put the Knicks on his back in the fourth quarter, kept them close. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't in the game, they would have lost going away. They would have lost by double yeah. digits. Finds a way to get buckets when when, when everyone else gets tight. Um, you know, Randall just does not perform well in, in those big moments, as we've seen time and time again. Um, and again, not to pin too much on Randall, he's allowed to have a clunker. In terms of efficiency, still finished with 25, almost 15 and 5 yeah. in a, on a bad night, which says just how well he's been playing. Um, and, and to your point, um, credit to him for not allowing his shot dropping 
to impact him on the other end of the floor. Um, it seemed, if anything, it seemed like he was more, you know, instead of taking his anger out on the referee, it seemed like he got after it defensively um, and, again, stayed aggressive on the boards. Um, but, yeah, um, I also wanted to, in addition to Brunson, shout out quickly. Um, Absolutely. 9 of 14, another efficient game. Um, you know, he just continues to exceed expectations. Um he, so, so he started – IQ has started seven games. Um, R.J. Barrett has missed the last seven games, quickly has, has replaced Barrett in the starting lineup for those seven contests. Um, and going back uh, over those seven games, he's averaging 20.3 points, 5.3 boards, 5.9 assists. Only six players in the league have matched or exceeded those per-game totals in those categories since Christmas. Jokic, Harden, Doncic, the bonus, Ball, and LeBron James. So pretty good company. Um, you know, th 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 those two guys played well again together. And really, uh, it it's it's a shame that they had to lose that game, considering how well those guys played. Um, the backcourt, quickly in Brunson, scored 67 points on 44 field goal attempts. The other seven Knicks that saw the floor last night scored 40, attempt, 40 points on 56 field goal attempts. So um, really was a story of the Knicks backcourt playing extremely well and then the frontcourt guys, um, both uh, and the bench letting down uh, IQ and JB. Yeah, and it was unfortunate. I mean, even if you put Randall into that equation with his 25, I mean, you got two points from Mitch, four points from Grimes, three points from Toppin, zero from Hardenstein, 0 for 6, uh, three points from McBride, and three points from Forney. He did hit a fourth quarter three. That was a, a big shot. Yeah. But, like – like that's not enough. I mean, you know, like that, like that's, that's not going to get it done. Um, you need much more production from those other guys. So um, a lot of people uh, let down JB. It wasn't even just tips in my opinion. I think it was, it was a lot. Um, they got to get, they got to find a way to get Mitch the ball more. Like I, I know obviously he's not a post-up threat or anything, but you know, his ability to kind of, uh, 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 put pressure on the defense, the pressure on the rim with his vertical uh, uh, threats, like they, they, they need to find a way to utilize that more. Um, I don't know if that means JB has to be a little better in the pick and roll game when he, they get in, into that action looking for him. But he's such a highly efficient scorer. For him, they only get four shots, it, you know, in a game that was going to be kind of a close, lower scoring kind of game. That's not good enough. Quentin Grimes needs to play better. He didn't have a great game. Um, other thing I thought I saw too, again, uh, you're talking about these non adjustments. JB was great. But there were times on the stretch when the Bucks were kind of starting to pull away and Knicks were having problems offensively where Tibbs was consistent in running one four action where you got Brunson running pick and roll action where he's guarded by Holiday. And he's going up against Giannis, who's covering the pick. Like, again, there's no creativity. Like, you got they had Ingles and Connaughton on the floor. Why not run some one three action with Grimes? Why not run some one two action with Quickly? How many teams do you see do that? I don't know how many teams times I see teams put Brunson in action that we don't want him in, but they're forced to because, again, they're coaching the game that's being played. They say, okay, they have a weaker defender out there. Let's make sure that guy's in the action. Instead, somehow the Knicks kept putting Giannis and Holiday in the most important action of the game. It's crazy that Brunson did what he did in the fourth quarter, considering that. A hundred percent. If you have Giannis on the floor, and I understand Randall's been a leading scorer the last three weeks. Right. You get Giannis as far away from the from from the exactly. middle of the floor, as far away from the ball hander, uh, as far away from Brunson as possible. So if that means sticking Randall in the corner, that's exactly what you do. Um, and if and if Giannis leans off him, then Brunson will, Brunson will find him. And and even though Randall's missed a bunch, I'm still okay with him taking a wide open three pointer from the corner. Um, so yeah, totally agree with that. I, I there's you know it, it it seems like to your point that the the the, the game plan is 
um, Randall Brunson pick and roll is effective, so let's use it. But you know, keep in mind that 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 when you do that in the in the last five minutes of regulation, that means you're yeah. going to go against Holiday and Giannis, and that's two of the best positional defenders yeah. at, the, at each position in the entire league, um, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's two of the top five defenders in the NBA. Yeah, just <laughs> saying, I'm willing to. That's yeah. that's, that's like that's like you know if if you had like Warren Sapp. And, uh, you know, like Howie Long in the middle of your defense and Ray Lewis playing linebacker and saying, we're going to run up the gut. Like, right, right. I mean, come on. Like, right. like you got to do something else there. And and the Knicks, again, no adjustments. So uh, they take this loss. 111-107 was the final score. A, a tough loss. But um, you take the silver lining in that you know, Brunson continues to show that he's a star. Um, and that quickly really is looking to show that he he's a keeper. And I'll be damned if they try to trade him. I mean, he's just been phenomenal during this stretch.